When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Another edition of the PHNX D-Bags Podcast. My name is Derek Montoya. Of course, you guys know I am your mayor of the city of Phoenix. This man is once again Mr. Electric. He had a good night's sleep with Sean Paz, uh, and of course not. No, uh, I feel like you're energetic today. I'm always rebounded nicely from the loss last night. Yeah, of course, uh, he never needs to rebound from the loss. It's uh, Jesse the mainstay over there. Uh, Jesse Friedman. Wow, I, I thought Merrill Kelly was the mainstay. Well, Merrill Kelly the is the mainstay. I'm, well, you're the mainstay of this podcast, that's for sure. People look to you. Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys have like ditched me multiple times in the last like ten days. Oh, so I, am, I am sort of literally the mainstay yeah. of the podcast. I mean, come on, this, this guy, this guy. I went to Seattle and and hiked into like heaven and took pictures That's while fair. I was there. Get out of here! Hey, at you least I wasn't on. Too. I wasn't on vacation. Though. Yeah, yeah. I was getting worse. Yeah, he wasn't hanging out with Mike Tyson at Comic Con. Who would do that? Yeah. Let me pick up that name I dropped real fast. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, Merrill Kelly is back, uh, and he is back. We knew he was going to be back in the lineup, but it's official. He is back in the lineup uh, for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Not back in the lineup. He's back in the starting rotation. He'll be back on the mound He's hitting today. cleanup tonight. He's hitting cleanup. He's DHing. Uh, nope, Merrill Kelly is back. He will start for the Diamondbacks today against the St. Louis Cardinals, and I don't know if there is a better guy uh, to see on the mound today than Merrill Kelly. Not only is it great for him to return, but Merrill has just really been – uh, incredible this season when the Diamondbacks were kind of lost like they are right now. He was he was the guy that was always able to get them back on track. So hopefully he can do that tonight. Yeah, I mean, Merrill Kelly in 16 starts this year as a 3.22 ERA, a 1.14 whip, 98 strikeouts and in 95 innings. Like when when he went down with the injury, both he and Zach Gallen were having almost identical seasons, really. Like those two guys were very much carrying this Diamondbacks pitching staff. And without Merrill Kelly, I mean, it was obviously an enormous loss for the yeah. Diamondbacks. They really didn't have a great way of, of filling that spot in the rotation. So this is a huge get for the Diamondbacks, getting Merrill Kelly back. And, you know, hopefully he looks a lot like the guy uh, that we saw earlier in the season when we were having conversations about, you know, are Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly the best huh. starting pitching duo in, in oh, baseball or, or in the National League? It wasn't that long ago that we were having those conversations. Seems like 84 <laughs> years ago is what it seems like at this point. But yeah, no, absolutely. He uh, and, and like we said, we've seen over time how good he has been uh, after a loss. We've seen how good he has been just at times where the Diamondbacks just needed someone to go out there and, and give them a good outing. But uh, mostly it's just good health wise because Merrill Kelly was 
facing a pretty serious, I mean, it's a serious health condition. And when you've had more than one blood clot, it's something that you start, you need to start obviously being careful about. And, uh, you know, it's just good that, that he was able to take care of that, especially before getting on a flight and, and potentially, you know, having things turn for the worse. Um, but now with this starting rotation, having Merrill Kelly back and Brandon fought being added to it, Zach Davies, not currently being a part of it, uh, Forget the trade deadline. Can this rotation get us to the playoffs? <laughs> oh, oh, get them to the playoffs? Can it get them to the playoffs? Can can that rotation, Zach Gallon, Merrill Kelly, Brandon Fott, Ryan Tommy Nelson. Henry, I, Ryan I, Nelson? I think he can get them to the playoffs. I think he can get them to the playoffs. I don't think it makes them any kind of threat in the playoffs. Uh, like, I'm not, I wouldn't be uh, really, I'm not really, I'm not putting money on them to win the World Series with that rotation. But I think he can get them, like, I mean, it's, it got them to a playoff spot in the first half of the year. Like, they were clearly playing very good baseball when the rotation was completely healthy. So um, I think you definitely, definitely get them to the playoffs, but it doesn't really make me feel good about their chance of doing anything in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I, I you'd probably like to not find out. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like to, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's hope we never have to know that. Right? You'd like yeah, to not, sure. not uh, have to think about that. Yeah. And maybe the D backs are, are adding a starting pitcher at some point in the next week, but it all depends on Brandon Fott for me. I think at this point, Ryan Nelson and Tommy Henry, they're not great, but they're serviceable they're major enough. league starters. Yeah. You can get by with them. You know you're going to get um, a really good outing out of them every once in a while, and then for the most part, yeah. at least they're giving you a chance to win. I don't know if Ryan right. Nelson did that yesterday, but he did do enough for the Diamondbacks to have a lead in that game. Yeah, so. he did give them a chance to win yesterday, even though he, he obviously didn't have his best stuff. So a lot of it does depend on Brandon Fott and, and what kind of pitcher he is going to be moving forward. The man has an ERA over eight, despite what he did in his last start against Cincinnati. So I think there still are very much some unanswered questions there, uh, even though he he bounced back nicely in, in his last start. Uh, Jeff Passan had a story today where he discussed uh, some, some trade deadline needs for teams, and he did bring up the Arizona Diamondbacks. He said another surprise NL contender to watch Arizona isn't being shy about its needs. The Diamondbacks want pitching of all manner and variety with Giolito or Montgomery, both good fits. And those are both guys that we've talked about as yep. far as our trade deadline targets. So uh, what, what do you think? I mean, I feel like when Jeff Passan tweets something, it's hmm. it's it's way more reasonable than some of this other things that we've discussed. I just want I said I was talking to Jesse about this before the show. If I break my back, don't expect me to be doing anything. I'm not I'm not coming in working. If I have a broken back, yeah, like I'm not, I'm not showing up. So don't expect. Yeah, I don't know why he's still out here writing articles and tweeting and stuff. Well, because this man's a machine. And I'm doesn't not. Stop. I am not the like man that. Doesn't stop. I am not. Are his like fingers that. broken? No. Nope. I, I guess. Uh, yeah. I guess, like, you can you can come up with trades from your bed all you want. I'm just not like that. I'm not. I got a broken back. If his back. check was hitting your account. You'd be doing it. But his check going to be hitting regardless is my point. Like, I mean, you got to hit a broken back, dog. Anyways. What were we talking about? I don't know, but we wish the best <laughs> to Jeff Passan because he's one of the best dudes in baseball. So uh, yes. even though we really didn't talk about that much, uh, yeah, that is a thing that happened. Um, but, Jesse, uh, any surprises there like that Giolito or Montgomery would be a good fit for this team, especially what it will take to get them? Uh, no, not not really. I mean, not that the Diamondbacks would at least have, have checked in on those names. We already heard from John Morosi the other day that they checked in on Lucas Giolito. I don't know if Jeff Passan is necessarily intending on reporting that the Diamondbacks have checked in on these guys or more just kind of speculating that they would be good fits. But I think it's pretty clear that like the names we have in our heads are probably names the Diamondbacks have at least, yeah. you know, had come across their yeah. their desk at, at some point. 
uh, they're casting most likely a much wider net than we are. So, uh, yeah, both of those guys make a lot of sense. I know a lot of people uh, in in the chat and on Twitter have talked about a Jordan Hicks, Jordan Montgomery uh, package from from the St. Louis Cardinals. Maybe the D-backs try to put something together where they get both of those guys. We've also talked about Jack Flaherty as well on that team. There's a number of, of trade targets from St. Louis. Um but yeah, I mean, how the Diamondbacks play in this is the final week, right? The trade deadline is is a week from today. Correct. Um, pretty much a week from like right now, I believe, as we're as we're starting the show. So uh, the D-backs need to to stay afloat here over the next week in order to put themselves in position to add. Um, I I don't know. I, I think that they're the the one thing that we're going to be asked, and the one question we're going to have is again, if the Diamondbacks don't do something. You know, is this is this a white flag? Is this the end, you know, of the season for them? I don't know if that's the case. And I mean, a few weeks back, Mike Hazen kind of walked some of his aggressive comments about the trade deadline back a bit. And he said, you know, it seemed like it was going to be a bit tougher and that the the cost was going to be high. And honestly, I think the one thing that a lot of people should consider if this team doesn't make a huge splash at the deadline is that. At the end of the day, it, was that move going to be enough to put them into playoff contention? And what was it going to cost them? Right. I mean, I don't think anybody that's a fan of this team wants to see them mortgage the future. Right. But meanwhile, yeah. when we put out things like our Dylan Cease trade proposal, we have people from both sides, the Chicago White Sox side and the Diamondback <laughs> side, both telling us we're crazy. Yeah. The Diamondbacks <laughs> fans telling us we're insane for including that much in a trade package for Cease and White Sox fans saying, if fucking Jordan Lawler isn't part of this, go yep. fuck yourself, right? Like so, there I knew is, it was only a matter of time before some White Sox fans. Oh, found they that found trade. it. Yeah, I blame, they, I, that I blame did the happen. CHGO guys. It's your fault. We know what you're doing <laughs> up there, but uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, and and of course, we've been kind of uh, picking on a lot of the White Sox guys because of their season and because of the contracts they have, availability of guys. Uh, I, I don't know. The White Sox is one of those teams that I don't know if they're going to really sell off as much as some of us are expecting them to, or some people are expecting them to, but I feel like if the return is big enough for, for that franchise, they're willing to hear any offer at this point. Right. I mean, uh, the diamondbacks did that a little while ago. They got a lot of trades. They got a lot of uh, trade picks. And I mean, Mike Hazen was able to turn this farm system around from being one of the worst in baseball to being one of the best in like two seasons. So I do. I want to push back on one thing you said though. I do, I disagree that like, if they don't do anything on the deadline, I, th- I do think it's a white flag. Like, I mean, this roster is clearly not good enough to be like, you, you know what teams you are going to have to beat to be able to do anything in the playoffs. Like if you don't do anything in the deadline, you're giving up on this being a productive season in that sense. I think I, I don't know though. I mean, they are ahead of schedule. And when you take a look at what they <clears throat> might have to sacrifice in order to get somebody, yeah, no big players is that one player that they get going to be enough. I, we, we yeah, said but that I, I don't think those two things players. are mutually exclusive, right? Like I, I think I, like the reality is if you want to win this season, you have to make moves. It doesn't matter what the cost is. If your goal is winning, you have to make moves. But at the same time, yeah, like if like they are ahead of schedule, if they don't make moves, it's not like they're like they have no interest in ever winning. But I think as far as this single season is concerned, if you don't make moves at the deadline, you have given up on on accomplishing anything real this season as far as playoffs are concerned and see yeah no we definitely disagree on that because the diamondbacks have said like building internally through their organization Mm -hmm. is is their focus right yeah and that includes this year but it just 
I mean, again, it like it's a weird thing where the idea here is that if the Diamondbacks make a move, they're instantly World Series contenders, and that's what I push back on. Yeah, I think yeah, that they I have too many saying, weaknesses yeah. at this point for them <clears throat> to make like one move and get yeah, one big no, name starting pitcher, and then that's I, enough I to put think, them over the edge. I do think like doing nothing is better than just going to get. Jordan Hicks or something and like mortgaging I, too much of the yeah, future. No, on that I definitely, kind of I definitely agree with that. But I think at the same time, if you don't do anything, you are saying that this is this year, we are not planning on trying to win a world series. Right. So I think in that sense, it is a white flag. Even if it is the smart decision, it is sure. still like sometimes surrender is the right decision. Well, Jesse has an article on gophnx.com where he talks about the impact that Mike Hazen has had in some of his trade moves. And that's, yeah, that's the bigger thing is there's been a lot of swings and misses yeah, when it comes to Mike right, Hazen yeah. on trades. There's um, been one enormous, enormous home run, which was J.D. <laughs> Martinez. Sure. Outside of that trade, if you look back at the the buy moves that Mike Hazen made in 2017 and 2018, almost all of them kind of a straight up disaster. Yep. Not not that the Diamondbacks gave up a bunch to, to get these guys and they didn't get much in return. A lot of these guys just like came over to the Diamondbacks and like couldn't pitch anymore. Like Jake Diekman, like what happened to Jake Diekman in 2018? What yeah. happened to Matt Andrees no in, in 2018? Yeah. These guys came over to the Diamondbacks and had ERAs of like nine for the rest of the season. David Hernandez, similar situation. I believe that was back in 2017. Brad Ziegler is about the only bullpen arm that Mike Hazen has bought at a trade deadline that didn't immediately flop upon arriving to Arizona. And that's when he was like 38 years old yeah, back, Brad in, back in 2018. His he, career he ended the shortly for, you know, for, yeah. for the short period of time that he was around. But uh, yeah, I mean, and when you take a look at Mike Hazen's moves that he's made that have been positive ones, a lot of them involve the you know farm system, younger guys, things like that. That almost seems to be more what his specialty is anyway. Uh, yeah. The Gabriel Moreno, Lourdes Gurriel trade is probably the, one of the highlights of his career, uh, trading Dalton Varsho, who is still doing things for Toronto. But as you brought up when we were cheering him on last night against the Dodgers, uh, hitting like two ten and not really not not really as accomplished of a of a hitter. Uh, as he was here, mm-hmm. and and you know again, a, a guy that the Diamondbacks ended up getting quite the return for. Uh, one guy's an All Star, one guy's our future catcher, right? So yeah. it's like that trade is probably on on the better end of it, but like you know, that's not a, a trade deadline. That's not a big move. That was more of a prospect for a current, you know, kind of best one of the best players on the Diamondbacks. Like yeah. as far as WAR, yeah. he's one of the best pl- players. Hazen uh, has not had a lot of good fortune in like. Like if he were to go do, you know, a Giolito trade or a Montgomery trade, like those short term rental moves, he's really those moves have not panned out for the Diamondbacks. And granted, there's not that many of them because Hazen was only in position to buy in 2017 (laughs) and 2018. But yeah, to your point where the D-backs have had success under Mike Hazen is kind of those bigger challenge trades like we're going to give you Dalton Varsho for the next four seasons, but we're going to take back Gabby Moreno, you know, for six years plus Lourdes Gurriel. Obviously, we we don't really know how to evaluate that trade at this point, but uh, like the Zach Gallen trade, you know, back in 2019, that's another that's another example of a deal that's worked for the D-backs. Uh, if they do go like the the short term rentals, you know, if they go down that road, Mike Hazen doesn't have a great track record in 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 that regard. Speaking of the Gabriel Moreno trade that brought him here, uh, Moreno is on the 10 day IL with left shoulder inflammation, uh, even though there was some confusion on that. With the uh, media guide, uh, currently <laughs> we weren't sure if it was his left shoulder, left or his shoulder, right, or right shoulder. shoulder yeah, there could be his left determined. shoulder. Yeah. Uh, but uh, currently undergoing treatment. No timetable for return yet. Uh, Jose Herrera, as we saw last night, has returned. 
Uh, and I think after seeing Jose Herrera last night, we might want to see a little bit more of Jose Herrera because he was quite good behind the plate yeah. uh, for he this was. team. And he saved he saved that disastrous ninth inning from probably being even worse than it was. But uh, Moreno suffered the injury on uh, on a BP swing roughly 10 days before the All-Star break, which really sucks. Uh, Tori opted to not tell the media until now, even though he's been asked about yeah. where Gabby has been for, for <laughs> yeah. a little while. We, we've asked Tori Lovello about this a number of times over the last few weeks, and he's basically just said, no, Gabby's fine. You know, we and, and we've had conversations on the show, too, about why the Diamondbacks are mysteriously using Carson Kelly more than half of the time mm. when Tori was very upfront that with Carson in the fold, it would be kind of a 50-50 split between those guys. Uh, now we find out the truth. There was actually an injury happening there all along. So thoughts on that and the impact that could have going forward? Like Carson does not look very good at the plate. And I mean, once again, I feel like Jose Herrera's value is very high for this team because we have another catcher injury, right? Like Jose Herrera has kind of been a bit of a savior for this team. But uh, I I don't know, man. I, I, I want Carson to put it together. But after seeing him in yesterday's game, he just I think you said it. He just can't even catch up with the fastball. Yeah, at times that's what it looks like. I know he's caught up with a few, but I mean, his OPS is like in the mid 400s at this point, which he's a catcher. You're not necessarily expecting a ton of offense from that position, but a little bit more than that. Yeah, I mean, Gabby had an OP. I mean, he wasn't having an outstanding offensive season. His OPS was a little under 700, but there's a pretty big difference between like high 600s and, and like 450, which is you know, what the D-backs have gotten from Carson Kelly so far. And I know Jose Herrera was pretty decent offensively earlier in the Mm -hmm. year, but his track record is still a little bit incomplete offensively. There's not, there's not much there to speak of for him either. Uh, Any other updates on Dre Jamison, Jesse? Because I know that he had that second opinion on his UCL. Yeah, apparently it was like a third opinion. He ah. just keeps seeing. You might get a sixth opinion by the end of the week. I don't yeah, know. I kind of, I, um, I kind of like that. That's like the. That's very Dre Jameson. Like, I'm gonna. Fight, <laughs> I don't believe you. I'm gonna fight this until I get the answer I want. <laughs> yeah. So he, uh, I, I think he's pretty much gotten all of the opinions he needs at this point. He has a UCL sprain, and so what Tori described yesterday is that he is trying to decide between a more conservative approach, where he just takes some time off and. You know, we see where he's at in a few months as he maybe starts a throwing program or he just goes ahead and has surgery. Um, I believe it would be Tommy John's surgery, although there are there are some slight modifications, some different parts of that of that process. I don't know if it's exactly your traditional Tommy John surgery, but it is a a UCL issue. So um, we'll see. It sounds like he's not necessarily in a huge rush to make that decision because whether he has the surgery right now or a month from now, he is not going to pitch in 2024. So he kind of has some time here to take his time, think it over, see what he wants to do. And uh, hopefully we get to see Dre Jameson back as, as soon as possible. I hate this, by the way. I, yeah. I hate the idea of it being like, take some time off and wait and whatever, because I feel like ultimately... The, the track record there isn't great. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, what we see, even if they do take time off, is that a re-aggravation of an injury yeah. like this and, and the surgery be necessary anyway. Uh, Dre's a young guy. I think that we've gotten to a point where Tommy John surgery isn't uh, as career threatening as it once was. Yeah, uh, but it's still it's still not a still not a guarantee that you're able to bounce back from a surgery like that. So uh, just wish wishing the best to Dre Jameson and knowing 
uh, letting everyone know that this situation puts fire in our blood, of course. But, uh, make sure, if you haven't done so already, that you guys download and uh, get down on the BetMGM app. You can get down on Nerfy Fridays every Friday. All you have to be is an existing BetMGM sports user. And to opt into this promotion, you just have to opt into the promotion. Make sure you find that in the BetMGM app. Uh, opt in and then place a no-run first-inning bet on any MLB game on a Friday. That's uh, by betting no on the will there be a run in the first inning market. If your bet loses, but only one run is scored during the first inning, you will receive a bonus bet back, equaling your stake up to $25. Again, this is available only on Fridays. If you haven't signed up for the BetMGM app yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. We thank you guys for being here on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel right now. If you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, make sure to do so now. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. Leave us a little thumbs up just for our own personal self-esteem. If you're listening on the audio podcasting side, uh, leave us a review there and subscribe as well there. Uh, we always appreciate the feedback, and we always appreciate you guys listening however you can. Uh, tonight is our takeover event of Chase Field. We are taking over Chase Field out there in left field. Uh, we have only a few tickets left, so if you haven't purchased those tickets yet, get down on that immediately. We'll be meeting at Cold Beers and Cheeseburgers tonight. Food will be served around 5.15 p.m., so make sure you join us. Uh, we're going to have some food, all you can drink over there at Cold Beers and Cheeseburgers, and then we are <laughs> what <laughs> what is happening over Fucking there figure it out figure it out anyway uh we are gonna have a good time and it's stuff like this like crazy people yelling stuff i think that was mac uh but anyway mac with the most dramatic ass knees for no yeah, reason yeah i think that was, was literally just like if you yelling. want attention just yeah. come out here just and come talk out here and get on the show and just <laughs> sneeze on the show <laughs> yeah i'm sure you did you didn't have to sneeze like a cartoon yeah, character yeah. all right anyway <laughs> Sneezes, sneezes, just interrupting and derailing shows around here. I love this place. Um, <laughs> if you haven't gotten the ticket for a takeover event, grab one now. Uh, again, we're going to be in left field, cold beers and cheeseburgers. If you're a diehard member, you get a discount on that event. So you can sign up over at GoPHNX to become a diehard member. You will get discounts on events just like this one. You also get access to our members-only Discord lounge. You will get Jesse's newsletter full count. You get a free piece of merchandise from the phnxlocker.com, 20% off all future purchases, and so much more, uh, including benefits from our partners, like a $50 gift certificate from Mountain Mike's. You got a Dobson Ranch ranch card. Uh, you got, of course, uh, all sorts of wonderful discounts with them, as well as members-only merchandise and so much more. So join us over at gophnx.com. Become a member of the family today. Uh, I know it's not Monday, but we still do that thing around here. We're not, we, look, we're, we're not going to abandon our gimmick and let all of these other goddamn <laughs> shows around here steal our thing. First of all, they all have to pay me $5 when they play this song. Each, each one of them has to pay me $5 for every time they play the song. And of course, what they don't know is even though this is actually Shark Week, Every goddamn week on this show is Shark Week, just like every day on this show is Earth Day. And every Monday, 
well, not every Monday, but most Mondays, we go to the mailbag. Always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go, wow, wow, my mailbox. All right, so it's Mailbag Tuesday, whatever. Uh, Jacob, what do we have over there? First uh, question comes from Ernesto, and Ernesto Ernesto asks, how do we fix this bullpen that has been at times bad every time we lead? Uh, yeah, and that's kind of the the gist of it, right? <laughs> like uh, we we've kind of joked, but when there's no pressure on the line, they'll come in and be lights out. But when we have a lead, uh, this bullpen can't seem to keep things scoreless. We talked about it last night, but there have been 17 consecutive games where the bullpen has allowed one earned run or more. And as Jesse will quickly point out, most of the time it's more. But uh, what do we do to fix this bullpen? Is there anything that you can do right now with the current guys? Do we just do we do we do do, do we just <laughs> get rid of all of them and start over with an entirely yes. new roster? What do we do with this bullpen? I mean, you know what? I, yeah, I feel like if we if we had an answer to that, we'd be fix it, Sean. Joe, we'd be the GM. <laughs> fix it. I do mean, it. I, do it. Okay, well, I guess, all right, let's ask this question then. I mean, is is the only way to fix the bullpen through a trade? Is, do you think right now is that the point that we're at? If you're the if you're the Diamondbacks, I think, yeah, like trading for David Bednar would be a good start, yeah. right? I mean, like trading for Paul you, Seawald, like that would be, that would that would probably move the needle just, a little you're bit. Just, you're just giving the people what they want right now, aren't <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, Shohei Otani. What, what the people want is kind of what the Diamondbacks need, yeah. frankly. Yeah. Like there aren't really any other great options for this team other than paying probably an outrageous price for one of those established back-end relievers. Uh, the Diamondbacks have not really had any success developing them internally. That's ultimately what I think Mike Hazen would like to do is have their own David Bednars coming up through the system, but that hasn't really happened. And the one guy like that that the D-backs had in Joan Duran, they traded for Eduardo Escobar a few years ago, right? Uh, and he was still at, at the lower levels of the minors at the time, so it was hard to know exactly what, what he was going to turn into. So, yeah, I think if you're the D-backs and you really want to solve this problem, you're probably just going to have to stomach paying a really hefty price for you know one of those established relievers who maybe could be here for for the next few years and you know solve this problem maybe for the next few years because what the diamondbacks have done is they've gone basically year to year and tried to build the bullpen back up every offseason it's just really hard to do that when you're only spending you know four million dollars a year or so on one one year deals or you know a one year deal with a mutual option or whatever um, they've signed some guys this year that have been all right. Like Andrew Chafin's been all right. Miguel Castro's been all right in the grand scheme of things, but they're just not really solving the problem. The Dodgers just made a trade. I'm so Dodgers disappointed in you guys. I don't care about what the Dodgers do right now because the idea. I mean, we that kind of care. Like how, they, how what kind of trade? They, like they got Kike. Oh, oh, interesting. <laughs> let's say let's let Sean have a moment here. You all right? You're not gonna be all right. Yeah, he's not gonna be all right. We shouldn't be all right. Uh, God damn it! All right. Um, anyway, it's a reunion. I hate everything about that. Yeah. Um, I can't believe you guys are overlooking the fact that the answer is currently within the Diamondbacks organization, and that answer is calling Josh Rojas up to the bullpen. Obviously, yes, mm. that, is that is the, the obvious answer, the and uh, I can't believe you guys are not even considering that as an answer to this problem. But Kike Hernandez is not having a good season. 
He has a 599 OPS. Let's hope he continues. Which to... inevitably means he'll come you know, to the Dodgers. Jesse, he is, yeah. it is the Dodgers. He's so. going to hit 900. And I don't mean OPS. I mean batting average. <laughs> That's what's going to happen now that he's a I'm just tired of Red Sox going to the goddamn Dodgers. Yeah, the Red Sox just need to have a not trading with the Dodgers. I'm sick and point. tired of it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what else we got? Uh, next question comes from Albert, and Albert on Twitter asks, with the implementation of the DH and the NL, as well as the balanced schedule, should there just be one set of wards for all MLB rather than hmm. one for each league? What do you guys think? Uh, I personally say no. Let me sit my ass back. Uh, I personally say no just because... <laughs> I like it, and I mean, like that's that's what they do in the NFL, and the schedule's not yeah, we, really balanced. Still, like you're still playing your division more than anybody else, so like yeah, you're still playing majority games within your league. Yeah, um, and then the other you have conferences, right? Yeah, so exactly. It's like, like this is how it's kind know. of how most leagues work. I mean, I guess with the exception of the NBA, really is the only one. Um, or no, no, the NHL too. I guess so. It's half and half. But we um, still, but we still have like a league MVP, right? Yeah, and, and I mean, like. Have, that's how the playoffs are divided. That's I mean, like, plus it's just this is baseball. There's history. Like, unlike most of these other leagues, it was two distinct baseball organizations right, that joined right. forces. So, like, it's it's a little bit different. Obviously, baseball is the history is more important to baseball than it is any other sport, I would say. So, I, I mean, like, it's it didn't really matter to me, to be quite honest. But, like, I would generally I would lean on the side of keeping it. I, I think it's I think it's insane now that we're at this point to look back on the fact that at one point one league played with different rules. Yeah. Like, that's fucking insane. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, no, they we, we have a guy that hits for our pitcher. No, our <laughs> pitcher hits over here. Well, like, and, I mean, the craziest part is, thing is that, that you were a team that all year was like, yeah, our pitchers just don't. Our pitchers don't hit. We have someone to do that. And then you get to the World Series. And it's then, like, oh, no, yeah, now they're hitting. Fucking figure it out. Guy, figure it out. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think I think I would keep it as it is. But it is an interesting question. Uh, I guess there's some potential down the road where Major League Baseball becomes less like divisions oriented. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe this is something that like some people think that they should just ditch divisions altogether and just do, you know, the top six teams from the NL and the top six teams from the AL. Uh, like, I think that's a pretty reasonable proposal. I don't think it's going to happen. I think we're we're headed toward expansion. I think we're headed towards eight, 14 divisions is really what I think we're headed towards, which probably wouldn't really change the situation as far we'll as just give us question. four division leaders and then like two wild cards for the rest of the league to play for. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, I would probably keep it as it is because baseball is just so division oriented, which which obviously stems from there being the National League and the American it, League. It just made so much more sense back in the day because mm -hmm. playing 162 games and most of them against guys with your own division and then just yeah. sometimes against other guys within your own league and never against teams in the other league really decided who within your own division was the superior team. Yeah. It was a year long playoff, you know, but yeah, now that we've opened it up and now, especially that they've changed the schedule to not play the divisions as much anymore. I really don't feel like divisions should matter as much as they do. Yeah. But like it is a said, little weird. Like baseball is two MVPs. Like that's, that is a little weird. Yeah. You can make a case. That's a little weird. Yeah. yeah. Someone from the American league central is getting a buy. Well, no, they wouldn't, right? They'd play no. the worst no, wild card the, team. The best wild best card, best card, card, best card, card, card team. Yeah. yeah, That would be really messed up. That would be really messed <laughs> up. <laughs> All right, what else we got, Jacob? Uh, next question comes from Joey on Twitter, and Joey asks, is there any timeline on when Mark Melanson will return from injury? 
Uh, we do know that his original time frame was that he was supposed to return after the All-Star break. That's what we were told early on in the season. But apparently at some point he he not re-injured, or but had he, had, he had a setback. Yeah, there was a setback. Um, I, I don't think he's going to pitch for a while. Wouldn't be totally shocked if he didn't pitch this season. But um, yeah, I think Tori spoke about this maybe about three three weeks ago or so was was the first update on Mark Melanson. We'd heard the entire season and he did have a bit of a setback. And as of right now, I'm not aware of, of any uh, throwing programs or any kind of ramp up happening with him. We'll try to get some more answers there. But could you imagine Mark Melanson being the answer <laughs> for this no, team? No, nope. I cannot. <laughs> I, I, I cannot imagine that. What's really wild is that like before last season started, we thought the Diamondbacks that was the fixed answer. their closer problem yeah. for two years. Yeah. Like Mark Melanson was a two-year deal, and he led the league in saves the year before he joined the Diamondbacks. Correct. And now he's like kind <laughs> oh, of. Oh, and they also got memory. Ian Kennedy, who was also a closer at the time. And yeah, wasn't the D-backs very bad had himself. two closers going into last season, and it and it didn't work then. And now they're not relying on either of those guys this year, and it's still not working now with with the new guys they brought in. See, this is the point we're trying to make. It doesn't matter who they get. If they bring David Bednar in here, he'll have an 8.67 ERA and be the worst fucking reliever in the league. We are cursed, damn it. Oh, God, I needed to just get that out. I feel better now. Uh, Bednar is still like very much in the prime of his career. Yeah. Unlike his baseball the, savant is it's a lot pretty, of red. It's pretty it's a wild. Lot of red. Yeah. I feel like the D-backs just haven't really had relievers on that level. Like even Mark Belanson when he came over, I think he had a two-two-three ERA or something yeah, like that with the Padres. Yeah. His peripherals didn't really support that. Like he he is not. But he, he was good not defense a behind him, Bednar. right? Melanson had sure. a good defense with the Padres. That's not to say he didn't be with the Diamondbacks, but yeah, I have no idea what happened there. Uh, just like we don't understand what happens with anybody. Mark it's Melanson just, was just really old, right? Like there there was always some risk when the D-backs brought him over that the wheels bitch. were going to come off at. at the, <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> What was he, 37 when they brought him over? <laughs> He's so oh. old, Derek. I found out I'm the same age as Elvis when he died. I'm not handling things well, folks. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Gabriel asked, a little less than a week to go, are we buyers or sellers? And I think this is a lot of a lot of people have this question right now, especially with how bad things are going right now. Yeah, I don't think being sellers is part of the equation here. Yeah, I think it's really just if the Diamondbacks – are, are able to make able to make that that trade and if they're willing to make that trade they have the assets to make a trade they have an, they have the assets to bring in pretty much anybody that might be available at the trade deadline it's not a question of assets it's a question of how much are they willing to part with for whoever they might get in return the biggest problem is that most of the names we've discussed have been rentals and that's really kind of a silly situation to put yourself in i think any diamondbacks fan would agree. I think most of us are desperate to see this team figure out this bullpen bullpen problem, but at the same time, don't want to see them mortgaging their future like we have in the past for, you know, a trade, and and especially yeah. especially a short term trade. I think the D backs are buyers. Yeah. I mean, they're they're still in the playoff race. I mean, yeah. it's what we talked about yesterday. Where yes, they're faltering. Yes, it sort of feels like the wheels are coming off. But, like, what other team in this race are you really all that afraid of? Like, could the D-backs really not be better than the Reds in the second half? Like, obviously what we saw over the weekend wasn't great, but I think they could. I think the D-backs could be better than the Reds. I think they could be better than the Giants. I think 
Um, the I think Marlins the Reds are going to win really their division, to be lately. honest. I don't think the Reds are really going to be a concern for the Diamondbacks at the end of the day. Yeah, they're still one and a half behind Milwaukee, but that's still yeah, very possible. I mean, if, if the Reds aren't, then the, the Brewers are, I guess. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, I, again, like he's saying, though, it comes down to yeah. like None of these teams are these all teams. that scary, yeah. I guess is like what I said, saying. Like I said last night, the only team that really scares me there is the Phillies, and they're not even in a wild yeah. card spot right now. Right now. Even like the Padres. Like the Padres almost are scarier down the stretch, yeah. in my opinion, than like the Marlins, because the Padres... You just never a, know when they can go off. They yeah, have right? a plus 48 run differential. Like, they're a much better team than their record shows, and they might actually add at the trade deadline. We don't really know exactly what they're going to do at That's this point. They're going to end up trading for Shohei. That would, I don't know if the Padres have the pieces for yeah. that. Like, their farm system is kind of depleted. But I, I got the money to sign him. Well, I don't know that they have the money to sign him, but they'll find it in the offseason. Yeah. No, no, the money's not there, but they'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll still figure it. out a way to get it anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I, then we I, need to do Brett's idea of being in the division with the Rockies, the New Portland team, the, the, Oak, the, the, the Las Vegas, Vegas A's. A's and, oh, and, give us. Yeah, give me, give me, give me. Give me that division. I want this that division, division. We would be the Dodgers of this division. I would I mean, love geographically, makes zero sense. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, what? You get the. Because, like, you have the Padres, Dodgers. California. Well, no, but then who's the fourth team in that division? Or nothing. Because you have the Padres, Dodgers, and the the, the Giants at that point. And right. you're going to put in the, the Angels. Getting just an oh, all-California division. Okay, I guess, but like, <laughs> you're just going to be like, yeah, the, the, that flight from Buffalo, or what about Seattle? from what Phoenix to uh, Portland makes no sense. <laughs> Could put Seattle in it. Well, then they got to be NL then, and then, you gotta, then you're really messing up. With well, those. I mean, Houston did that. Yeah, but that's, I mean... That's one team. I don't care. I want this division. Put us in that division. That's <laughs> I like all I to want. See it. Um, I think we're going. Uh, let, let's see. Mo, our, our favorite Dodger troll, Mo says, I like how all of you have given up any hope on winning the division. Go Dodgers. I hate you. I hate you. And I hope I all the bad things. Hope. I hope all the bad things in the world happen to you and nobody but you, Mo. <laughs> I hope that. Um, and it's okay that I say that because I lived with him at one point in our lives. So that's fine. But I'll throw shade at Mo whenever I want to, just like I will throw shade at this team if they do not do anything at the trade deadline because something must be done. But remember, when you throw shade, you need to do it wearing a pair of Shady Rays. Shady Rays <laughs> is gear built to last, premium polarized shades. And of course, uh, if you live here in Arizona, there's absolutely zero reason why you shouldn't own a quality pair of sunglasses. It is a must uh, in this state. The Shady Rays has durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. They also offer the most insane protection plan in all of eyewear. They're lost and stolen, or lost and broken replacement plan, not stolen. Well, if they're lost, they might have been stolen. You know that's the case. <laughs> but lost and broken replacement plan. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. They have your back long after you make your order. And you can shop their entire collection at the brand new location at Kirlin Commons. It's a full-stop shop for all things Shady Rays. Whether you shop in store, in there's a lot, sh, 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 a lot of sh sounds there. Uh, whether you shop in store or not, you uh, can always exchange your Shady Rays for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. You know, buying stuff online can suck. Uh, I, I I make sure now to find out the country of origin that I'm ordering my thing from before I decide on mm. what size I'm going to get. Because apparently I'm a 5X in Japan. That's not cool. But anyway, uh, <laughs> you can make sure cool that if you're world. shopping online, you can always return <laughs> those sunglasses to Shady Rays and get yourself either a new pair or your money back. Exclu exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more polar pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated by five uh rated five stars by over two hundred fifty thousand people 
Um, and OG's, by the way, uh, has a solution for all of life's problems, especially here in the summer. Uh, they have uh, some relief for us during the heat. They bring their pink lemonade uh, gummy now to the public, to us, for us to enjoy. They also have a wide variety of flavors, including their mixed bags. Uh, their mixed bags have a mixed bag of either fruit flavors or cream flavors, and they are a wonderful variety for you to try. Uh, that way, if you're if you're not particularly crazy about one flavor, uh, you can find one that suits you very well. OG's has all sorts of flavors and all sorts of uh, doses and strains to get you where you need to go, uh, including their Aquaberry Sleepy uh, Sleep Edition, which helps you get the best sleep of your life. So make sure to check out OG's. Uh, they are flavoring life, and that is what they're all about. It makes it so easy with their wide range of flavors and functions. No matter what it is you need, OG's has a gummy for it. Check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. Um, and let's see, Marcos Valencia in the chat says, Cody Bellinger at the deadline. Jesse, thoughts on Cody Bellinger at the deadline? There will be some some Cody Bellinger there will chatter be some Cody on Bellinger the show. Talk, yeah. before, before Cody long. Bellinger, I just saw a stat. He's like never bat over like 200 with two strikes in his life. He's always been like one something. <laughs> and this year he's batting like 250 or something with he's had an with, insane like uh, few weeks here for yeah the Cubs. he's hitting 320 with an over 900 ops right I'd now. Take, yeah. i would take cody ballinger i had better than watching him hit home runs for the dodgers here we aren't gonna stop until the entire city of chicago hates us for trying to take all of their stars <laughs> from both of their baseball teams i'm just saying that now but uh before we go on to more mailbag tuesday questions want to give a shout out to more furniture for always making us comfortable with their wide variety of furniture that they have they brought it up uh, to to this all all the way up to our suite here. Uh, that way we didn't have to carry anything with their white glove delivery service. You can get that too. Uh, check out their website at morefurniture.com. They do have more than just chase lounges. Don't listen to Jesse. Uh, they're just not they're not just a chase lounge store. They also have uh, they're mostly couches. A I mean that's, that's, as far as that's, Jesse's that's all he shops there for. But remember, when I walk in, that's all I see. No, yeah, they walk in. They're like, "Can we help you, sir?" And he said, "I know where I'm yeah. going." <laughs> He's like, "Oh, that's Jesse Friedman." You know, they then they kind of whisper about him behind his back. But uh, make sure you get what you need for your home, especially with football season right around the corner. Everybody needs a good recliner uh, for this time of the year. So make sure to check out morefurniture.com. You can save big on the best furniture in the valley when you head to morefurniture.com. And we got some more mailbag mo or Monday. Huh, I did it. Mailbag Tuesday questions. Let's go, Jacob. Words are hard for me today. Uh, Michael asks. Is Alec Thomas the new Didi Gregorius in that we know how good he is in the field, but wonder if the bat will catch up? Also, can we talk about how the fall league schedule is pretty much all night games? Uh, first, yes, fall league should be night games because, as you know, there is no fall in Arizona. <laughs> There's just toasty. two seasons. It's summer and it's kind of spring. Uh, it gets a little cool in the spring, but that's all we got. So I, I, I'm fine with the night uh, night Plus, you games. You can go that's, to them that's totally when they're night fun. games. I What's can't that? really be going to day games. Yeah. Like it's a lot harder to not be at work during the day than it is at night. But it's so much more fun to to ditch out on work and go to a day game. That's valid. Right? <laughs> but not when it's still 100 degrees out. We know in October Listen, it's still going to be 100 it. degrees I, out. I've said this before. Uh, the most like euphoric baseball experience I've ever had was going out to Surprise for a, an, a Fall League game at night, and I felt like I was in the, like, 
field of dreams. Like it felt like there was no <laughs> world. Like the universe did not exist outside of the confines of that baseball park. The sky was like you and the six hundred people that were there yeah, were the only people try on six, the planet. Try six. <laughs> it was there was nobody there. It was so quiet. The only sounds were the game. The sky was pitch black, not a star in the sky. It was an it was like a, such a it, fuck it, like such a specific unique experience. Yeah. I loved it yeah. so much. I would think there I were probably the a lot of stars at the Field of Dreams, though. No light pollution. Oh, you mean at the Field of Dreams? Yeah. Light pollution? Yes, in, in the middle of Iowa. Who's <laughs> <laughs> not? When's the last people? time you were in Iowa? In yeah, Iowa. I mean, I was in Nebraska like yeah, a couple weeks ago. Nebraska is not Iowa. It's so. right next to Iowa. Cool. Same stuff. I'm not from. I've I've never it been is to all Vermont, the same over but there. I'm from New York. <laughs> Uh, Jesse, That's not how geography works. Thoughts, thoughts on the DD Gregorius comparison when it comes yeah. to Ronaldo. I mean, I don't know. Perdomo has been a little bit better at times with the bat in his hand. He is our risk king. Let's not forget that. I mean, I think we're talking about Alec Thomas, yeah. right? Oh, was Alec it Alec Thomas? Thomas? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Honestly, Alec that's also kind of an interesting comparison. Yeah, I know. I just went straight there, right? Uh, but um, Alec Thomas, yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like Alec Thomas, uh, he, he struggled with his bat, but I feel like ever since he got set down and came back up, he's at least been more consistent at the plate. And I, I, yeah. I don't know. He's not softly lining out to the right side every single time like he was there for a period stretch. Yeah, or like rolling over to the right side. That was mm. sort of a, a big thing too. I think Alec Thomas came up with a little bit more of uh, an offensive ceiling than uh, Didi Gregorius. Gregorius was like, here, here's this great defensive shortstop right. where you you have no idea if he's going to hit or not. And he kind of just like came up with the Diamondbacks and, and he sort of did hit for a while. Uh, he came up on a tear in, I believe it was 2013. Uh, he played his first games with the Diamondbacks at age 23. And he was, a, he was a great hitter for a few weeks. And then it kind of tailed off the rest of the way, he finished that year with an OPS of 704, came back the next year and didn't hit much, came back the, the year after that and, and still didn't hit much. Um, and then, you know, and then he was, he was a New York Yankee at that point, And suddenly he found like 25 home run power all of a sudden. <laughs> um, and I know oh, Diamondback like fans have not, uh, not forgotten about that, but yeah, I, I see some, I see some sort of a comparison. They're both guys where you feel really great defensively right up the middle playing premium positions. Uh, I think Alec Thomas has a higher ceiling than than Gregorius, or at least that's sort of how he's perceived now. Gregorius, I think, kind of surprised a lot of people by turning into the hitter that he was for a few years there. But yeah, I, I think there are some similarities for sure. All right, what else we got there, Jacob? Uh, next question comes from Kevin on Twitter, and Kevin asks, which PHNX podcast has it's the best intro music? Not even a question. Not a it's, question. It's PHNX bets. Yeah. Not even close. We got the the synth wave. Do we have the music on here? Ooh, because it is not even it's not even close. I don't know if no. we have it on. I mean, computer, I've I've appeared on bets quite yes. a few times. And ready? Yeah. I, are we ready? Roll it. Can we roll it? The synth wave. Are you kidding me? It's this, not even close. The drums crazy. come at some point. Yeah. Well, I mean, the drums. The drums make the drums are the best part. Yeah. That's that's the best part about it is that the drums don't just kick in right away. Then they come. The drums make you anticipate when the drums. Mm. This sounds this sounds like kind of like a vintage news report to me. Like a newscast like around 2006 maybe. That's no joke. But it's like I it's like the vibe. That's the I will vibe fight you right here right now. This was this is a song from Real Genius uh from 1984. This is, this is uh now it has kind of a different vibe. This is incredible. 
All right. Uh, yeah, there's your answer. I feel like I'm in Tron. Honest, the real uh, Michael says sounds like an 80s heel tag team entrance music. That is incredible. <laughs> That's very FTR. This is a very FTR entrance music. Uh, we all know that the Mailbag Monday song, though, is the best song on this network, and there's no doubt. Well, to be fair, out. the Suns have a song written by Mega Ran is there. Intro and yeah, I helped do that, and yeah. I don't even have a song written by Mega Ran yeah. for me. So the Suns, I worked the guy's merch table this weekend, and I don't have a song written Suns, about me. Suns give uh, Suns give everyone give all the other shows a run for their money too. Betts is just so like I love that vibe, but as far as like actual music is concerned, I don't think it's particularly close to the Suns. Yeah, the Suns saxophone that they play after Ooh, wins. after wins oh, too. Yeah, sexy sax. Yeah, sexy sax is pretty yeah. good. All right, uh, what else we got, Jacob? Uh, Logan asks, "Will this suffering ever end?" I don't know, Logan. <laughs> I don't know. It all ends eventually. I wish I could say yes, but I don't know. It all ends eventually. It ends tonight, right? I Merrill mean, Kelly is going to end the, the losing streak. That's yeah, for sure. I mean, I, we had, I went on a little bit of a rant about this last night. They win these next two, and the, the pain's over. Like, everyone will forget, and everyone will be back excited about this team. And will we be a wagon again? We'll be a wagon again. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I thank God. If the, if the suffering is going to end, it's going gonna, it's gonna to end now. Like, it's, you got Mert and Gallon. It's Go win baseball games, please. Especially Gallon at home. And then you Especially got the Giants Gallen. after, right? So like, and they've been very bad. They've lately. been very, very bad. So uh, <laughs> are the suffering. It's a resistible force soon, versus a movable yeah, object. If the suffering doesn't together. end soon, it might never end. Answer your question, uh, Jesse. What do you think about the suffering? <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on the suffering? Yeah, I mean, I I think. Uh, I think the Diamondbacks are still in a really good spot despite what's happened over over the last few weeks. And, you know, if if this is what suffering looks like in the 2023 season, being like actively in position to make the playoffs yeah. during it is a pretty good spot to be. I mean, that's positive. As far so as much. suffering goes, it's it's on the more tolerable yeah, it's not, it's end of the spectrum, <laughs> I would I would argue. It's, I've, I've th- I feel like I've suffered worse before. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Diamondbacks yeah. fans have been through far worse. Than this, <laughs> yeah. so. Is it is 2021? Is the present suffering going to end anytime soon? Uh, I guess we'll find out. What was that's there? All I have to say there in. 2021 what was the record it was it was there was the may record and then the june record which which two months was it where it was like they won six games and then they won five games the i think it was month. may and june yeah, may and june. Oh. yeah oh yeah yeah they went like it they could won be worse games in two months it's pretty bad that's suffering that's suffering what else we got you <laughs> last question comes from cogs uh our 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 only Die hard to ever receive a King Snake Award. And Cogs asks, all right, y'all, we've all been waiting for this one. Barbie <laughs> or Oppenheimer? Let's go. Jesse's definitely an Oppenheimer. Yeah, that that was that was gonna be my I mean, are we like I haven't seen it? Yeah, either I haven't seen either. We, one. None that, of us have seen it. Okay. So we're just we're which just answering one do which you one? want to see? I think that tells a lot about your personality. Okay. You're given a choice. There are two doors. One is black and metal. One is pink, and there's songs from the other side. And Michael Sarah standing somewhere in the distance. Which door are you taking, Jesse? I'm the, saying I'm going the Oppenheimer. I knew door, you were going sure. an Oppenheimer. Yeah, so I have a fucking question for me. I'm obviously a Barbie guy or a Barbie girl. However, you that song goes. <laughs> You're a Ken. I'm a Ken. I listen. I'm all in on Barbie. I want to see that thing so bad. But Oppenheimer is my kind of movie. I'm like a. I'm a little bit of a history nerd. So like. I, I think Christopher Nolan just and, makes really yeah, fascinating and, movies. And, and uh, uh, just, yeah, I mean, the cast in that movie is incredible. It's supposed to be, like, the, visually, it's supposed to be incredible. Like, Barbie's dope. 
But I mean, it's either either the Barbie movie does too much and I'm not going to like it or the Barbie movie does what it's supposed to do, which is not going to be all that much. And I'm going to enjoy it because it's like mindless fun, but it's not going to be like a good movie necessarily. You're both wrong. It's Barbie. Barbie is the answer. I'm Barbie so excited is for Oppenheimer. I think I might. I think I've seen Barbie tomorrow, though. I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet, but I'm prioritizing Barbie. I'll say See, that. There's, I guess your, there's the, your actual answer. The most accurate answer for me is that I'm probably not going to go through either of <laughs> because I just don't generally watch do a three-hour movie. <laughs> I would do anything to walk into a movie theater and the only person there being Jesse alone watching Barbie. <laughs> that would be <laughs> but amazing. Not just they, watching it with all the merch big, that you can oh, get. Yeah, the, he's, the pink he's car pink. He's got with, a big the, with, popcorn, the, with the popcorn yeah. in the trunk and the beach ball cup. Yeah, He drove in in a pink Three hours long. The Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer yeah. Oh. Barbie, Barbie's four oh, hours I regret long. everything. <laughs> oh, no. You've you walked through the door now. you got to watch it. No, yeah. I didn't walk through the door. That's just the door I would walk through if I if I was held at gunpoint and had to walk through one of the I doors. I mean, to be fair, so, like, just Totri's Whoa. saying this. I love baseball, but you do watch baseball. Like, it's like, it's not like, uh, this is not like we're, you're watching something boring. Like, it's a form of entertainment, too. It's... It's <laughs> he's watching. Still, he's not interested. It's, it's three not hours baseball. of entertainment. With it's the, not baseball, with the so he's not interested. Clock. With yeah. the pitch with clock, the, that's oh just fun. Like you yeah. say that's that, like, like you haven't minutes. been watching baseball for years before yeah. that. Without right. the pitch clock, when games were four hours long, that's right? Baseball, Which again, I was doing too. Just entertaining movies, just okay. Aren't. Okay, as I, I just wanted to get to the root of it. Okay. I'm so glad I don't do this show alone <laughs> with him anymore because I need other people to experience this with me. All right. Well, uh, speaking of going to baseball games over movies, if you do that and you're like Jesse, you should buy your tickets through Game Time because, of course, Game Time is uh, the best place to get last minute deals on tickets, whether it's for concerts, shows movies now they don't have movies but they do have all sorts of events so make sure to check out game time uh, especially if you are a procrastinator like all three of us are you can get it uh last minute ticket deals uh, on the fastest growing ticket app in the country and of course snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use code phnx for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code phnx for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed and they really do have some great ticket deals over there at game time. I uh, have set up several accounts. Uh, also, check out Illegal Pete's. It's the best place to go this summer for uh, patio beers, which, I mean, I know that sounds crazy in this heat, but Pete's has you covered. Uh, their patio is an amazing place to be out there in Tempe. Uh, they have margaritas, and, of course, they have all sorts of wonderful uh, happy hour deals. So make sure to check that out. Their full menu includes bowls, tacos, salads, burritos, nachos, and so much more. And they also have a full bar uh, with custom cocktails and beers. So make sure to check out Illegal Pete's. It's your go-to spot this summer. Kick back and enjoy an ice-cold margarita or cool off with a bucket of high noons. Five high noons for just $22. And don't forget to follow Illegal Pete's on Instagram. Stay updated on all of their big events and deals going down this summer. Stay tuned on their stories to win free tickets to the concerts you are dying to see. Illegal Pete's is here to make this summer one for the books. And make sure uh, to not miss out on all of that great stuff can make sure uh, to join join us tonight speaking of great stuff at Chase Field for our takeover we are going to be out there we uh, are meeting up the cold beers and cheeseburgers and there's a few tickets left so make sure to grab those and join us if you are interested uh, and we will have another one next month so make sure to keep your eyes uh, peeled for that as well but in the meantime follow us on Twitter I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K this maniac next to me is at Sean underscore Marcos to answer your question Pete's fishy you just ruined my day because now I want Pete so bad 
Pete's Fish and Chips. Oh, never been there. Oh, it goes You've never been there, dude. Pete's Fish and Chips. Oh, my God. The fish is so salty and crispy. It's delicious. I love Pete's Fish and Chips, dog. I also uh, my, love Filiberto's. My brother used to work at Pete's Fish and Chips mm. when I was younger, and he would bring Cash home only. the yeah, the bring home the, uh, the sauce. The, no, he'd bring oh. home the leftovers oh. from 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 Their work. Their sauce is also crazy, and man. The, yeah, the tartar sauce, it's incredible. Oh no, yeah. no, no, not we're the tartar sauce. We're doing so, like, an ad for Pete, Pete's Fish and Chips right now, and I don't think they're paying hey, us yo, for this. Max, get on the phone, Max. I'm telling him he's doing an ad again for the thing phone. we're not doing anyway. Um, you can yell at him on Twitter again, Sean underscore to pause. Jesse will never do an ad that's unpaid for. He's at Jesse and Friedman. Uh, the maniac <laughs> behind the so Mac not this true. week. <laughs> do, you, do you know how many Saudi so going rad for commercials he's done? <laughs> he's never received a dime from Toyota. Uh, the maniac behind the Mac this week is none other than Foz. You can follow him at Jacob underscore Franklin four. Got it. <laughs> uh, but of course, none of that matters. The thing that matters is following us over at PHNX underscore D-backs. And of course, following PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're also on threads and other stuff, but I don't. we're not <laughs> going down that path just yet. We're not ready to abandon the X or whatever Twitter is calling itself right <laughs> now. But uh, in the meantime, make sure to root on the Diamondbacks. And let's hope that Merrill Kelly can get things back on track for this team tonight. Uh, again, we will be there bringing all the luck we can. So we hope to see you guys out there. Uh, until then, we thank you for joining us. We thank you so much for watching. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you actually make a move at the trade deadline.